Hi, I'm Jason Mefford, a recovering CPA and edutainer. And I'm Brad Miller, lawyer and coach, and we are walking a spiritual path. Many professionals are searching for something greater than themselves. Through this podcast, we are exploring what it means to be a spiritual professional in an analytical, evidence-based world. So whether you're into yoga, meditation, crystals, or are merely curious about what else is out there, join us as we discuss our journeys and break the stigma around professionals who woo and the myths around what it means to be spiritual. I'm Jason Mefford, and I am with Brad Miller, and today we are going to talk about the power of silence, or maybe the sound of silence, too. So welcome, everybody. So Brad, I know, you know, I love music, and before we started on this, you were, you were playing the, the song, The Sound of Silence, from Simon and Garfunkel, which is one of my, uh, I wouldn't necessarily say favorite songs, but it is probably one of my favorite songs. And there's there's actually an interesting story behind it. I don't know if we'll get time to talk about that. But let's we're going to talk about silence, right? So this is a topic that you kind of thought to bring up. So, Brad, why don't you kind of yeah. just jump in and let's see where this goes, talking about silence. Yeah. So I was going to start this thing by saying we're going to talk today about the power of and see if everybody got it but um, well because a lot of people that are listening they're like hold it what what happened to the audio right <laughs> they probably figure there was some issue when like internet bugged out or something and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um you know but um but yeah so one reason so a couple of, so we moved from the city um the fall of 2020 and when we were looking for places, we wanted some place that would be um, away from all the hustle and bustle of the city. We wanted some place, you know, schools were a big issue with our daughter. But um, for me, one of the important things, particularly because I work from home, is I wanted some place that was going to be quiet, some place that I didn't have to worry about, uh, you know, fire trucks racing by or people screaming and yelling as they drive down the street in front of me. You know, I wanted some place that was very peaceful and serene. And, you know, if you asked me 10 years ago, I'd have said, who wants to be someplace? There's no sound, whatever, you know, um, but I've come to appreciate just the quiet time. And that's one of the things I love about where we live now is that I get that quiet time. I get the silence. I can go out in the backyard. I could actually just go on our back deck out here. and, you know, outside of maybe sometimes a neighbor will drive by, you don't hear anything, you know, it, it's, it's silent. And that's one of the, the things that I really love because nowadays in our modern world, it is very hard to find silence. You know, we have technology everywhere. We've got social media trying to grab us, our, grab our attention. Everything that we do is kind of beeping and, and flashing at us and really trying to, to get us to pay attention to them. And it's really hard to find silence, you know, and, and it's one of the, the, the benefits of, again, me being home by myself and working is I can have that silence. Like when my daughter's home, there's no silence no. there. <laughs> <laughs> you know, a seven-year-old running through the house, not so much, um, you know, and, you know, and, and that's, 
and I know we'll talk a little bit about why silence is so important, but I first kind of, you know, wanted to, you know, mention the fact that it is really hard to find silence sometimes because we're so engaged with things and, and why sometimes you actually are going to have to go and take steps to find the solitude, the quiet yourself, mm-hmm. um, because you may not be around a situation where you've got that. Well, and I think it's interesting because there's the external noises. Yep. And there's also the internal. And right? that's the and second so, part of it. Yeah. yeah. And so, and so it's interesting, you know, because again, I mean, in our, our neighborhood, we have all the houses that are around and pretty much everybody has gardeners that come in. So every single day, like right now I can hear a leaf blower, right? Hopefully you can't hear that coming through on the recording, but I can hear that. That's an external noise, right? That is coming in. And if I, if I choose to focus on that external noise, I get, I kind of go a little crazy, right? Because it's like, you know, it's not a very pleasant frequency to listen to, but you know, yeah, there's the external, but there's also the internal. And so as you were talking, it kind of reminded me of, of an experience that I had. So so I live kind of in the LA area, uh, you know, in a, in a suburbia, you know, kind of neighborhood, right? And it's really quiet here for the most part, but we are situated right between an, uh, a military base and the Long Beach airport. And so a lot of times we will have, you know, air traffic and other things that are going on. We're, we're a mile and a half from the freeway. So sometimes if you're quiet, you can kind of hear a little bit of the, of the, uh, the freeway humming, you know, and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Right. But um, so there was this one day where I, I, I just felt like, you know, I, I, I need to get to the mountains and I need to just have some peace and quiet. Oh, I like my goddamn peace and quiet. Right. And so, you know, <laughs> yeah. and, and, and we're not very far away from the mountains. So I'm like, okay, on, um, it was either a Saturday or Sunday. I get up, you know, at, whatever time and decide that I'm going to drive up into the hills. It's only about an hour, hour away. I can get up into the solitude of the mountains just outside of LA. So I get up, get in my car and I go drive it. Right. And I have kind of this place in my mind of where I'm going to kind of go. And so I, I start driving and I get up there and guess what? The road is actually closed. I get, I, I get going up there. I go, I go to the closest place that I can get to, and the, and the police have 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 the road uh, knocked off, right? And so I couldn't I couldn't get up to where I wanted to. And so at first I'm kind of like, oh, that's kind of weird because I was kind of envisioning myself going to this place, and I can't get there. So I drive along along the the the, the side of the the hills until I can get to the next place. Because here in LA, there's only a few places where you can get up in into the mountains. So I drive to the next place and, uh, you know, I'm driving up and I get up there in the top and I'm like, ah, oh, this is nice. This is going to be great. If I find this little Vista area to pull off on the side too, and there's like one or two other cars that are up there, there's a couple of people, but you know, I've got this great view and everything seems so peaceful. And so I'm like, great, this is a good place to go. I go over, I sit on a rock and I'm just kind of sitting there for a couple of minutes like, this is nice. And all of a sudden the ground starts shaking a little bit. Okay. And it's like, okay, this isn't an earthquake. 
And all of a sudden I look up and there's like this Asian biker biker gang. <laughs> Not that they're a gang, but it's like probably 40 or 50 motorcycles come up. And so it's just like the noise, the 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 rumbling of the ground, everything else. And they stop right where I'm at. Right. And so they all get off and they even kind of block my car in, you know, because they weren't really like looking where they were parking. And they were having some sort of a, I think it was a, a some sort of a, a memory, you know, uh, kind of uh, gathering for somebody who had passed away because they had a big picture of this person and they were taking pictures and doing some other stuff. And so, so here I am, I'm like, fuck, you know, I, I, I went all the way up into the mountains to get away from the noise and I can't get away from the noise. So I get in the car, I drive for a little while. There, there wasn't really any good place for me to pull over. I finally find this area and I'm like, oh, this is good. It looks like there's a little trail that goes back into the hills. This is going to be perfect. So I pull off to the side of the road. I get out and I kind of start hiking back in there. And I maybe only get about 100 yards. And it's just like a little ravine that kind of ends in the side of the mountain, right? So mm -hmm. it's, it's only like 100 yards in. And so... The highway is right there, but I, I I walk in and there's kind of a, like this little waterfall kind of thing going down. And I can hear the water, very tranquil, very nice. So I sit down, and I'm like, "Huh, this is nice." And then all of a sudden, right, and so I can start to hear all of these cars that are going along the uh, the highway. And, and there wasn't a whole bunch of them, but again, you can, you know, at that point on the highway, people are driving 50, 60 miles an hour. And so you hear the cars go by like that. And so I'm like, well, you know, that's okay. I can sit here when it goes by, I'll just kind of, you know, you know, you can do it. One of the things that I do is like, you know, every sound I hear, the deeper I go, you know, when I'm trying to meditate or relax myself, that even as I'm hearing noises, I'm just using those noises as a way to make myself go deeper and deeper. So I'm like, this is okay. And then, and then a car pulls over and I hear these teenage girls They're I don't know how old they were, but they were somewhere between 16 and probably 22. Three girls get out of the car and they start coming in the path where I'm at. And they were like chatty, 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 kind of thing, right? And so here I am inside this little ravine, and they're echoing like back and forth. And so it's like, Ugh, right? And so anyway, so I get up, I leave, I'm like, fuck it, I'm going back home. So I just drive back home <laughs> and sit in my backyard, and it's more quiet in my backyard from an external noise perspective than it was even when I went to the mountains, right? So. Mm -hmm. why am i telling you all of this right the lesson that i got from it is again we don't have to go somewhere else to try to find the silence and a lot of times the external noises have nothing to do with silence right because there's a difference between no sound and silence as well which is which is an interesting thing when you stop and start to kind of think about that a little bit more as well, right? So, so silence, right? I mean, maybe how, how are some of the ways that you get silent, Brad? How do, and how do you how do you use it? So, um, one of the ways is I go hiking. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a couple of different spots I like just to kind of sit down. Um, and like you said, it's still close enough to the to the highways and the roads that it's not void of sound. Mm-hmm. So it's not that there's no sound. There is some sound around, but from the distance, it's more of just a very low humming sound. And so a lot of times I'll still, um, I will still use use the time, the space to, to kind of go into some meditation um, at that point. Um, I will put on um, like a meditation audio sometimes with my headphones, um, you know, kind of my, my AirPods kind of have noise canceling in them so I can put something on and kind of drowned out other things around me. Even if it's, you know, the kid in her room next to me, you know, playing or whatever like that, the dogs going crazy. I can still kind of block some of that out and, and use that to, um, to kind of let my mind go, go silent, go quiet that way. Mm-hmm. Well, and cause like for me, you know, I, I, I try to be in silence as much as I can during the day. Mm-hmm. And I think this is one of the things that's, that's interesting too, is when we're, when we're talking about silence, it doesn't necessarily mean like you're a Buddhist monk, you know, sitting down in complete <laughs> absolute silence going home kind of thing. Right. But can we, you know, when you're thinking about it, you know, the external noises, the external silence, I think is easy enough for everybody to understand. But the internal silence, you know, again, I think is, and being able to connect to yourself, connect with the universe, connect with spirit, whatever you want to call it, is a little different. Because actually, sometimes when you try to get silent, all the monkey chatter and everything else comes out and it's more noisy inside your mind than it is mm-hmm. outside of you. As right. Well. Yeah. Cause then you hear all the, the chatter going on where maybe mm-hmm. it was just kind of a low murmur in the background before everything else going on. But now you can really hear all those voices um, going on in that way. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and I think it's, you know, it's one of those where if we can sit in silence a little bit each day, Again, things can be going on all around us, but if we can sit in silence and 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 slow our mind down, slow the monkey chatter down, and just try to tune or connect, because I think this is what's interesting too, is that the the further I've gone along on the path, it's not silence is not absence of noise. It doesn't necessarily mean even absence of thought but there is a sound to silence as well right and so again going back to that the sound of silence simon and garfunkel right i mean there's some great lines in that song as well right and i remember i i listened to a an interview with paul simon and the person was like trying to find out all that and like so paul when you said this you know what what were you thinking what does that line mean and he's like you know, I wrote that in 1974 or whatever it was, and I don't really remember much of that year. So I have no idea what I meant by that, by that line, right? Sure. Yeah. But that's one of those songs where there's a lot of deeper meaning in those things and that there is a sound to silence as well, right? And so again, it's like, you know, the words of the prophets are written on the subway walls and tenement halls, right? And that's one of those things where it's like, well, what does that mean? Well, I think we kind of talked about it in one of the other episodes before, right? But when you silence yourself, 
when you reduce all that monkey chatter that's going on in our mind, things that we see on the subway walls or things that we see maybe graffitied on the tenement halls can all of a sudden have a meaning to us. Mm -hmm. It can connect us. It can be something that all of a sudden we're like, man, I've seen that sign so many times before, but now as I'm silent, that means something to me. And in this particular moment, mm -hmm. as I try to recapitulate on what it is, right? And, and, and I'm using that word instead of thinking, because there's a difference between thinking and recapitulating, right? And I think a lot of times when people sit down and think that they're trying to be silent, they're trying to think their way through something. And that's not what we're talking about, yeah. right? No. But it, but it also doesn't mean no thoughts as well, right? Because sometimes the seemingly random things that pop into your head when you're trying to be silent or the random things that you might see when you're trying to be silent have a meaning. But unless you're silent, you won't see those things. Yeah. And that's why I think that when we talk about things like, you know, mindfulness, mm -hmm. I know a lot of professionals, particularly, we kind of bristle at that because we's like, well, I've tried that before, but I just, my, I just had all these thoughts in my head. Like I couldn't get my stop all the thoughts. And so they get frustrated because, you know, their thinking is, and I was there too, when I first started doing some meditation work was that, you know, there's just so much still going in my head. I can't get quiet. Um, you know, so I must not be doing it right. You know, I, I don't know how, how do I get these voices to stop? I can't, you know, what's wrong with me. And so it kind of gets frustrated. And then you kind of like, well, I just can't do this meditation stuff. It's not for me. And then they move on. But like you said, it's not necessarily that you're trying to stop the thinking, stop the thoughts in there. Um, but you're trying to focus a little bit more and you're trying to pay attention to what's coming through. Maybe you're catching a pattern, something you've seen before. Or something that now, in light of other circumstances, has has a specific meaning to you. Well, and maybe I'll try I'll try to give a, an example here for people too, right? Because it's it's um, you know just be aware of the thoughts that are coming in. So let's let's say I'm I'm sitting here and and, and I kind of have a little process to where I've I've just trained myself with self self hypnosis long enough that when I, I sit quiet, I just kind of, you know, still my body in, in whatever position, usually a sitting position. And I'll say to myself, deeper, relaxed, deeper, relaxed, deeper, relaxed, deeper, relaxed, right? Because that's, that's the hook that I have used. Your trigger, yeah. My trigger to, to let my body know, you know, I'm breathing slowly, I'm focusing on my breath, I'm I'm saying that to myself. It's a way for me to slow down my brainwave activity and get into kind of that that little bit of an altered or, or more quiet uh, state, right? Where I can be silent and I can be, you know, receiving. And if you set the intention, you know, that, that that's what you want to do or that you're maybe you're trying to receive guidance on something from the universe. When you go into a... A session like that, even if it's only a couple of minutes, setting the intention will help you, right, to be able to do that. Now, mm -hmm. 
let, let's say again that I'm I'm sitting here doing that. I'm 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 sitting comfortably. I'm relaxing. I'm slowing down my brain. I'm I'm tuning, trying to tune myself into spirit or the universe or whatever you want to call it. And all of a sudden, if a thought comes into my head like, "Oh, what are you going to have for dinner tonight?" No, <laughs> that doesn't really matter. If you're having a thought like, what am I going to have for dinner? Oh, no, I think I left the laundry in the washing machine and I need to switch it, right? When those kind of thoughts come in, right, just move your attention back to, you know, and, and what I'll say to myself is I'll take care of that later and try to move my attention back to where I'm going. I'll take care of that later, move my attention back to where I want to be. But if I'm sitting there and all of a sudden a thought pops in my head like, you should check in with Brad. Then I'm like, huh, well, that was kind of random. That's like not a normal thing that would pop in. So it's something that's kind of random that comes into me at that time. And, and this does happen to me. And so what I would do is when I come out of that, I would send Brad a text. I'm like, hey, Brad, I was thinking of you. How you doing, man? Um, because that to me is something that is, is still a thought that comes in, but that's more listening to when, when those things that are kind of random come in, those are the things to start to pay attention to. Yeah. You know, when you, yeah. when you're sitting there and you see that sign that you've seen a hundred times before, but all of a sudden it's like, Whoa, that could mean this, that's kind of different. Right. And, and again, in a lot of those times, we don't want to place judgment on it. Right. Because that's, again, where some of the mindful stuff comes back. But what I'll say to myself is, oh, that's interesting. I start saying that to myself a lot. <laughs> that's interesting. <laughs> right. Because I'm not trying to place judgment on it. I'm like, oh, sure. that's interesting. I wonder what that means. Right. And then it's okay to maybe go down that path a little bit. Right. Like you see something and you're like, oh, that's interesting. I wonder what that means for me. And then you just kind of sit with it in the silence. You know, you're not trying to think your way through it. You're not trying to figure it out. It's almost like, you know, the, the universe sends you a little message. And so you have a clarifying question. Oh, that's interesting. I wonder what that could mean. And then you sit and wait. And then the universe will prompt you with something else, right? And the more that we're silent, the more that we ask the questions, the, you know, the more that we try to recapitulate on it, the more the universe can communicate with us because then we're tuning into and trying to get the answers, right? But, that's, but that looks different, right? Than what most of us as professionals are like, oh, okay, I got to get out my my piece of paper and my pen and I got to start, oh, let's see here. Well, what does that mean? And, and logically trying to think your way through it. Then you get out of that silence. You're not trying to logically work your way through it. You're just trying to, without judgment, maybe ask some additional questions and see what comes to you. Yeah. And that that's really hard for professionals is to try to silence that logic because we're taught logic. Like I know, you know, as a lawyer at law school, that's all a law school is, is logical reasoning, you know, analytical thinking. It's trying to break things down. It's all using, you know, the, 
the, uh, the, the modern part of your, your brain to try to, to work through problems and come up with answers and solutions. Um, and so now we're, we're telling people, you know what, maybe you don't do that. Maybe you just kind of ignore that for a while and put that aside. And so I'm seeing a lot, I'm sure there's a lot of people who are like, what are you talking about? Like that logic's what I do. Like, that's how I come up with how I make my money. You know, that's like, that's, that's my day job is just be thinking and to be logical reason stuff. And, um, but this is this is this is something that you have to do differently, you know. Logic and all that stuff, reasoning has its place. Um, but when it comes to tuning in to, uh, uh, for lack of a better term, I'll just say things outside of your uh, outside of your thinking, your thoughts outside of your immediate knowledge, which I know is a, not a very good way to explain it, but it, it'll deal for the for the present, I guess. Um, you know, that's what you have to do is you kind of have to suspend that logic, mm-hmm. um, you know, kind of put, push it, push it aside. Like you said, times like, you know, I'll take care of all that logical stuff later. Uh, you know, instead of going to just kind of listen, just kind of focusing, asking the questions. Um, well, and one thing that I learned that, that maybe will be helpful for people too, is, you know, if you think about and it's not just in these three areas, but think of it as, as three different things, your head, your heart, and your gut, right? Your head, your heart, and your gut is that, you know, most of the times the way the universe speaks to us is not in logical thought, right? Because logical thought is, is very limited. And so most of the answers are going to come as feelings or knowings or other things like that, which usually we feel in our heart, we feel in our gut, or we feel in other parts of our body, right? And so the problem is you can't logically think your way to understanding a feeling, right? Because... Now, all of a sudden, you get into a different space, right? And again, I mean, CPAs, you know, my my risk management, my professional background, too, is also very logical, right? But if, if you sit there and, and one example I try to share with people is, you know, and, and I did this, okay? So this is, you know, y'all can make fun of Jason for this, but, you know, it's like uh, in a relationship right? Like feeling, feeling or knowing that you love somebody. But can you logically describe that? Can you logically pull out your pen and paper? And I did this one time. I'm like, I don't know. Do I love this person? I don't know. Let me think about this, right? <laughs> let me think Pros about and cons. it. We'll make a- Pros and cons. Yeah. Let me Let me think about this, right? But it's like, I can never think my way to understanding a feeling the feeling just is right or the same thing like you know right now in my life i'm receiving certain feelings or knowings about what i need to do a path that i need to go down now i could sit there and i could try to again logic logically doesn't make any sense doesn't make any sense but I feel it. When I sit in the silence, I know that's what I'm supposed to do, right? So 
if you want to just try to push the feeling out, effectively what you're saying is, screw you, universe. You're telling me to do something, <laughs> but I can't logically think my way to it. So screw you, right? Right, and it doesn't if, exist. You don't, yeah. Yeah, and, and so if you're doing that, right, like we've talked about before, right? Universe or spirit will come to you and they're like, hey, Brad, you need to do this. Hey, Brad. Hey, Brad. Right. But if you're not listening, if you're not holding the silence, right, it would be like if you and I are talking, right? We'll try to put this in a 3D for people to understand, right? If we're having a conversation, but every time you start talking, I interject and I don't let you finish saying what you're saying. I keep interrupting you. I keep placing. I don't know what some, that's like. I, yeah. Some I <laughs> yeah. What's that? What's that like? Right. <laughs> shut up, Jason. Shut up. You know. I keep throwing questions at you. I keep telling you. Well, Brad, that doesn't make any sense. Ah, oh, I know, Brad, but that doesn't make any sense. If I do that for a little while, are you going to keep talking to me? Hell no. Ooh. Screw uh -uh. you. Uh uh. Yeah. Right. And I mean, I'm I'm that way too. Sometimes people will ask me a question and I'll start to try to answer them and they keep interjecting and they've got the monkey chatter going on and they're all stuck in their head. Mm -hmm. And so I just stop. I just stop. Right. It's like, well, you're not ready to listen. So I'm going to quit talking and spirit and the universe does the same thing. If we're not sitting in silence if we're not allowing it to speak to us, if we're not hearing what is being spoken to us, right? And I'm just saying that because that's like language that we can kind of understand, even though it's not an audible voice that you're going to be hearing probably. But if we're not holding the silence and letting the universe share with us what it wants to, then it's going to quit talking. Just like we would quit talking if somebody keeps interrupting us and doesn't sit in silence and listen when we're trying to speak. It's just like Luke Skywalker, who has decided to shut himself off from the Force. Mm -hmm. And the Force says, all right, well, screw you, Luke, then you're on your own. And that's, that's a great... See, that's one of those little breadcrumbs. I love Star Wars for that reason. It's, you know, science fiction, blah, 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 blah. No. It's it's not science fiction. It is fantasy. A oh, fantasy. Well, okay. But it's it's science faction to me <laughs> as well. But it's it's what's interesting is, again, that it's another way for us, you know, and, and there's an example, right? When you watch Star Wars, you are receiving messages mm -hmm. from the universe. Some people watch those movies and they don't ever really think about a lot of the deeper meanings that are in that movie. But as you sit in silence, as you recapitulate, as you think about some of those things, it's very, very deep and can be a very spiritual thing to listen to. You know, the oh, whole yeah, idea yeah. with the force. And like you said, Luke, Luke trying to shut off the force. Well, okay. <laughs> Good luck on your own, Luke. <laughs> sit on them, sit on the uh, on the island with your uh, little birds. Like that's 
Yeah, well, or even like, you know, the, the first A New Hope, you know, when he's when he's flying down the Death Star, right? Trying to mm-hmm. drop the bomb in the little hole. And he, at first, was just trying to rely on the guidance system, the technology on the, on, on the fighter to drop to drop it, right? And so he tries that and dang, he misses, right? Because, I mean, again, think about this. He, the first run through, he's kind of trying to do it logically in the 3D with the tools that he's been given. And doggone it, he misses. And so he turns around and he comes back and he starts to quiet himself. And when he quiets himself, he hears Obi-Wan Kenobi's voice that says, trust, trust the force, right? And so he calms himself down. He does, he pushes aside his logic. He pushes aside his guidance system. Literally, and in this case, he actually pushes literally it. he pushes it away. So it's a yeah. it's great figuratively, too, right? Mm-hmm. And he just feels into it and he knows when to push the button and when he's silent and he just trusts he knows when to push the button and that's what we've been talking about that's a great analogy for what we've been talking about push aside your logic push aside your guidance systems, push aside a lot of the things that you've been taught about how the world is and how you have to do everything and just trust the force and sit in silence, have that knowing of how you need to do it and then just rely on it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. George, I know George Lucas put a lot of, he had a lot of um kind of Buddhist philosophies and things like that in there and, and a lot of stuff. If you really listen to it, like the scene, for instance, you can pull out a lot of good little nuggets there. Yeah. So one of the things that you talked about that you mentioned was the idea of self-help that of self-hypnosis as a way to kind of help you get down and quiet your mind um what what is what is that and what does that look like for you and how is that something that maybe could help someone else to kind of get into this state where we're a little bit more focused on these feelings and away from our thoughts yeah so (laughs) that's a whole nother episode too right but we'll try to give everybody a little little bit of a hint here so in two and a half minutes go in two and a half minutes go so in in our brain, our brain actually uh, fires off at certain hertz frequencies. And so uh, most, most of our waking day, we're in what's called beta wave, beta wave activity, uh, which is a certain frequency. I think it's, it's usually like 14 or 15, maybe I don't remember the exact numbers. But, but the way I, I usually explain to people is, the higher the frequency, the faster. Mm-hmm. And so in order to usually be be still or quiet, we have to quiet our brainwave activity down. And so self-hypnosis or hypnosis is a way to slow down from beta down into alpha or theta brainwave activity where we're more receptive to suggestion we're more, you know, most of the time 
when people talk about it, it's going into your subconscious mind, but it's even more than that. It's actually, that's, that's the, the phase when you are more silent and able to uh, receive messages from the universe. And so what I've done is I've just practiced enough that when I give myself the trigger or the anchor of deeper, relaxed, deeper, relaxed, deeper, relaxed, I have trained my body, I have trained my brain that when I start breathing this way and I say these things to myself, okay, brain, it's time to quit thinking the monkey chatter and it's time to slow down so you can receive. And so when you think about it, and you know, a lot of people in our, you know, kind of backgrounds, you can, I'm going to do this. So <laughs> your, your brain most of the day is like, right. And what you want to do is you want to slow it down going from right. When you get, move yourself down then you're actually able to be much more perceptive as to what's going on around you. And you've quieted that monkey chatter that's usually in our heads, right? Because when we're, especially like when we're in high beta activity, we're, we're feeling emotions like anxiety. Well, if you're in that state, it's hard to receive anything other than whatever it is that, that is right in front of you. And so that's, that's part of it, right? And it's some people from a spiritual practice perspective, that's why they meditate. That's why they breathe certain ways. That's why they'll, they'll use some of these different modalities to try to slow down their brain, tune themselves more to be able to receive some of the messages. And like Sounds, I said, there's music, there's things like that, listening to music, you know, I use music sometimes that way as well. So there's lots of different ways that you can kind of get there, but effectively you're just trying to slow down your brain, tune more to the frequencies where you can actually receive these messages and get into that silent state. Now, and for the busy professional who's saying, how do I have time to do all this stuff? <laughs> you can do it in a, a minute or two. And even, even again, just, just doing some of these things for a minute or two will have a huge difference in, in, in your day and in your emotional state. I mean, even breathing, you know, I've used a lot of breathing exercises myself knowing how to do some different breathing activities and doing it for like 90 seconds totally changes your emotional state. And so, yeah, a lot of busy professionals say, I don't have time for that. Yeah, I totally understand. You don't have time to sit down and meditate for two hours. I get it. I don't, most days I don't have time to sit down and meditate for two hours, but I do have time for a minute or two to quiet my mind, to move my attention so that I can get back into the space where I want to be. And anybody can do that. And there's a great, a great quote that I've heard that, um, that there's a guy who who goes to like a, some sort of a guru or whatever and says, you know, I, I don't have time to meditate for five minutes. What do I do? 
and and the guru the teacher says well that's why you need to be meditating for 10 minutes um you know because you're just going crazy you, you need that extra time to, to quiet it down so um but like and, i said even two minutes yeah and the more that you do it right i mean i've been doing this for years now right so for me it doesn't take me very long to get into that state if you're just starting then maybe it's going to take you a little bit longer until you practice it a little bit more. But the more you practice it, and even if you only practice it for a minute at a time, but if you do a minute a day, it's going to get easier, right? Just like if I were to get down and do push-ups for 10 seconds, right? If all I can do is 10 seconds of push-ups, well, it makes 20 or 30 seconds or a minute easier if I'm even just doing the 10 seconds a day, right? Because we've got to work ourselves up up to it as well. Yeah, totally. Mm. So the silence, the messages I'm getting is that uh, it's probably time to kind of wrap this thing up. Um, <laughs> was that what that silent pause was for? I think, yeah, that was <laughs> the, the messages coming to me. Um, yeah. Anything else you want to add to this discussion here before? Um, we turn off Simon Garfunkel and no, I think it's good. I mean, I think it's, it's, um, this is probably one of the, the key practices for you, for everybody to be able to learn is however you can get there. The more you can be in silence during the day, even if it's only for 10 seconds or a minute at a time, the more you can, can spend in that space, the more peace you will feel, the more open and receptive you will be to hearing spirit or the universe. And you'll just, you'll just feel calm. You'll feel happy. You'll feel this peace, right? And again, even if it's only for a minute, if all you can do is a minute, that's beautiful, right? Because every little step that we can take helps us. And so don't, you know, again, it's like, that's why as we're talking about a lot of this stuff, we're trying to be practical. I mean, you and I have businesses we have to run to. It's not like we're Buddhist monks in Tibet that are just sitting around meditating all day. We've got lives. You've got a wife and kids. You know, I mean, we've got lives, right? Yeah. But every little bit that we can take is a step towards where we need to go. And the more you do it, the easier it becomes as well. And there really yeah. is power in silence. Yeah. And even if you don't hear the voices at the beginning, <laughs> the peace of mind, the tranquility, like I said, even that is 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 beneficial and worth worth doing it for. Exactly. Exactly. All right. Well. Thank you all for listening. Hopefully this all has inspired you to take some time in silence um, to quiet your mind down a little bit. And hopefully it'll help. Like I said, we try to be practical on these uh, discussions. Um, again, realizing that, you know, most people don't have, like you said, the two, three, you know, whatever hours a day to sit there, but even just a couple minutes a day, I think, like you said, this is something that's very powerful and has a lot of impact um, on your spiritual journey. Well, because I know I've seen, I've seen the impact of it in my life and the more i do it the more i feel it and i know you're kind of that way too 
um, that, you know, even just these little things can make a huge difference. So there we go. Awesome. All right. Cool. Thank you guys for listening and we will catch you on the next episode. Thanks everybody.